Hey everyone, it's Hannah Bayshuck with Shit You Should Probably Know, the podcast where we actually talk about the shit you're too embarrassed to admit you don't actually know. And big surprise, we have Josh back with us, financial advisor, to give us all of the good information so that we're prepared for our future financially, which is so important. We all want. Um, thanks for joining us, Josh. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. So we are talking about credit cards today, and I didn't want to put any word around it because credit cards, that conversation, I feel like goes in so many different directions. There's so many positives to a credit card and there's a lot of negatives. So I kind of want to break down with you how you as a financial advisor and a financial expert, like how you view credit cards and the responsibility around it. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, the average number of credit cards a person has is 3.8. So basically four credit cards, right? Just off the bat, is that too many credit cards? That feels like a lot of credit cards. <laughs> yeah, you know, people do have a lot of credit cards and it's it's one of those things where you usually pick them up from, all right, you get some sort of special benefit at a big retailer and they're gonna give you a discount. So, you know, I, I think having a couple is okay, but moving to the four range might be a little too many. That's a great point you just made. Every time I check out at, first of all, big fan of Gap, so no hate, but Gap or Sephora, they're always trying to sell me. I mean, even the grocery store, they're trying to say, like, you'll get 20% off if you open a credit card with us. And I can see how that's tempting for a lot of people. But what's your advice on that? Should you always say no? I always say no because I don't have time. But why, like, what's the thought process behind that? Yeah, in terms of the retailer cards, I stay away from them. And my suggestion for the most part would be to stay away from them unless there's some really good incentive. And let's say, for example, for me, you know, I'm an outdoors junkie. So I go to Cabela's or I go to REI and let's say I'm going to spend five grand and they're going to give me 20% off to spend $5,000. Then I might take out the Cabela's card. But after I get the discount, you know, I basically would call and cancel it. I'd pay the thing off in full and just call and cancel it. But, um, I, you know, for most people, unless it's a huge expense like that, I would say avoid those offers. I don't know why, but my, your inclination is always to be like the credit card company is trying to get something from you. Like as much as you need a credit card, you just like, I don't know. I don't trust that they have my best interest, you know, even though they're trying to sell us stuff. So what's your opinion on, you know, these points with credit cards. So we're talking not about the the store ones. I'm talking like Amex, MasterCard. They all offer these points. I mean, the credit card industry has been marketed probably better than any other industry in the United States ever. I mean, they they brought in, we used cash, we used checks, you know, for years and years and years. And now the credit card, if you don't have a credit card or a debit card, it's almost impossible to buy anything anywhere. You know, so then they get you hooked into the rewards and everything else. So overall, I mean, I don't want to get into that whole philosophical stuff, but I think each person needs to think about um, their own spending and how they and, and how they spend. People tend to be spenders or savers. And if you're a big spender and you think you might get in trouble with the credit card, then I would suggest just use a checking account with a debit card for the most part. Um, but if you feel like, all right, I can use the credit card, pay it off every month, they do have some benefits that come along with them, including the rewards programs and, and other benefits like the fraud protection and some travel rewards and the convenience of use. So in most cases, for people who are able to financially be responsible, using a credit card does make some sense. 
What's your opinion on debit card versus credit card? Well, debit cards are, yeah, debit cards are completely different because it comes right out of your checking, right? There's not a, I mean, it works the same way. What I don't like about debit cards in, in general is I think it offers you less protection if your card number gets stolen at a skimmer or, you know, because people are getting directly, you know, they're getting right at your cash and that's a pain compared to if it's in a credit card then the credit card company has to deal with it and and your cash doesn't go out the window. So I actually avoid using my debit card. I use my credit cards more for day-to-day transactions. So So 40% of Americans are more likely to make a purchase when using a credit card than cash, which by the way, I agree with. If I have cash, it's like the holy grail. I don't use it. That $5, even it's $5, it'll just sit in my purse. I'm like, no, 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 not not the cash, you know? So what's your opinion on, like, should we also, my husband always makes sure he's always like, just take a 20. Like you need to be have cash on you. My dad is the same. It's a dad thing, right? My thought on that really is I think it's just important that people watch what they're spending and, and not watch what they're spending more from, Hey, I should have less lattes or less pizza and beer or whatever. You know, I think it should be more just having a good conscious idea of what you're spending and whether you're doing that on cash or credit card. I think just checking in on that every week and maybe once a month to see where you're sitting is more important than spending on cash versus versus credit. It's easier for me to spend my cash than it is for me to spend my credit card because the truth of the matter is, you know, my wife sees everything that goes on the credit card and it's not like I'm hiding anything, right? But if I want to go pick something up for me, it's easier for me to use my cash. So, you know, I tend to spend that easier than the, than the credit card. So everybody's a little different, but I agree with that stat. It's easier to throw it on plastic typically than it is to pay cash. Right. And you just don't think about it. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I also want the points. Like if I'm making a bigger purchase, which by the way, I never use my points. I don't even know if I know how to use my points, but I'm like, I want the points. Yeah, you should you should understand your points for sure if you're not using them much and how you get them. I mean because, you know, it's it's important to use them up. I mean that's a that's a really big reason for using the card. Okay, so average credit card balance in 2022 was $5,900. Yuck. That's insane. Um but that's normal. Like I feel like that's on point. Like so talking about obviously when I was researching like credit cards were being responsible with your credit card, the number one thing was paying your credit card in full or at least partial. But that's really hard to do. So what's your advice for someone who's needing to pay for their life? So having a credit card is a good option for that, but then trying to balance paying their credit card off in full. Yeah. So I think the first thing is put a stake in the ground and decide I'm not going to charge the credit card up more than what the balance is, right? So if you own, if you owe 6,000 in debt, Try to try to say I'm not going to have it go above six thousand. I need to really take some steps to do the best I can to pay it down. And uh, there's different ways. Probably in another podcast we can talk about freeing up cash. But I think that's the first part of it. Um, six thousand in credit card debt. Most credit cards at like twenty percent interest. That works out to be a hundred dollars a month just in interest you're paying. And so with if you were to pay off hundred and fifty dollars a month on that card. It would take you six years to pay that off for $6,000. So, um, you know, I think if you just really put the stake in the ground and say, hey, I need to make some payments and really get this thing down because those interest rates are incredibly high and it's a killer. Do you feel like it's unfair that these banks and credit card companies are having it be a 20% interest? I feel like it's kind of mean. 
Yeah, no, the credit card industry is designed to be a trap. I mean, that's why they used to sit at college campuses. That's why you get stuff in the mail all the time. Um, they are designed, they want you more than anything to be the person who says, Hey, I want to take that trip. It's going to be five grand. I can't pay for it now. And then look at the money they make off of you, you know, once they get you caught in the trap. So, you know, do your best to stay out of that trap. Why isn't there like a competitive credit card bank or something being like, we only do 5% interest. I think everyone would sign up for that credit card. Yeah, you're right. There, there are credit cards that have lower interest for sure. And a lot of them do the 0% offers but a lot of them are set to be traps. You know, some of them are, I guess, the ones that have the higher rewards, those are the ones that typically will ha have more interest. The ones that have lower rewards or no rewards, those typically charge less interest. So you can look at the card um, and see what the interest rate is, but I would never pick a card probably based on the interest rate because like you said, Hannah, you want to pay that balance off month to month. So it doesn't even matter. But I think like, you know, we're, I've been mm -hmm. having conversations with how to buy a house, how to do like all these things. And like, you might need a credit card to help push you to that next place. Or like, gosh, I have a child, like diapers are expensive. You know, life is mm -hmm. expensive. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I bought, I didn't spend more than $30 on any item, but I bought a kajillion version, like items, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's hard. So I think giving a little grace to people who are just trying to not get eaten by interest is sad. It's sad. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, I would say it's probably the number one way people get in financial trouble. That's intense. Um, do you need a credit card to raise your credit score? You know, like when you're wanting to rent a house or buy a house or do a lot of things, you need your credit score to be a certain level. And I know your credit card and your debt affects your credit score, but do you have to have a credit card to have a credit score? You don't, but it's very helpful. And that's where, you know, like even my kids, I'll tell them, get a credit card and, you know, go ahead and put some on it, but make sure you pay it off every month. And if you're worried about it, just use it every once in a while. And that's a whole nother thing about the way we are here in America is this credit score is kind of the golden thing, right? So you have to basically show that you've been, you know, responsible with credit over your lifetime. And then that helps you to get mortgages and debt and that type of thing. But the truth of the matter is where you really want to get to, if you can, is to a point where you don't even need a credit score, right? So your house is paid off, you can buy a car, whatever, right? But that takes some time. So truthfully, the credit, you, you don't need to have one. Cell phones help build up credit. If you have your own cell phone contract, you know, um, uh, you know, getting an auto loan or school loans, you know, those can help build up credit too as well. But really the only way you can build a credit score is by having credit, you know, being in debt essentially. So it's, it's a little bit of a trap too. You have to be careful. I remember applying for my first credit card and I was in college. I had just gotten my first job. I was interning, stuff like that. And I got declined. They declined me. Mm -hmm. I had no, yeah. I, I, no. They sent, yeah. me an e they sent me a letter in the mail being like, and I was at my apartment. I had two other roommates. I was like, y'all, I can't get a credit card. I didn't know what to do. You know, I ended up calling a bank and like asking them the process, how to make myself more appealing to be approved. I had no negative credit, but I also was like, why did I get declined? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That actually, honestly, Hannah, that really surprises me because that's how I got my first credit card too. They were basically, you know, there was two credit card companies. They were sitting there handing out water bottles if you filed an application or, you know, whatever it was. You know, you got some free merch to fill it out, right? 
And then you get your credit card and I, I got mine, I was approved, but it was only like 250 bucks a credit, right? So it was a very small amount of credit that they give you. So I think their trap is they know if they get you in college, they don't have a whole lot on the hook if it's only $250 in, in credit that they'll extend. And then they'll figure out if you're a good customer or not. And then they try to get the trap in there after that. So that's the way they work. I also read that advice on being responsible is staying under 30% of your total credit card limit. So say your credit card limits $5,000, staying under 30% of that, what would, what would you say for that? Yeah. So that's basically a credit ratio issue. And that comes down to what your credit score is. And it, it basically shows if you're not using the total amount of credit you have available. So let's say you have a $10,000 uh, limit on your card. If you keep it under $3,000 or 30%, that probably plays into the algorithm to keep your credit score higher. So that's what that's about. I prefer I prefer nobody carries a balance because, you know, just pay it off month to month and take advantage of the credit card. You know, take advantage of the points, take advantage of the fraud protection, you know, take advantage of, you know, the benefits that you can get from the card, but don't pay them any interest. I hate credit card interest. I know. I sometimes feel like it's like a casino, like the the house always wins and you're like, but I think if you're smart, you can win the jackpot, like getting the points, you know, getting the the trip or whatever they offer, just being smart and not, not close, like never falling asleep, like making sure you're aware, you're alert and they're not just like running over you. Um, but anyways, this was really helpful. I don't know if there's anything that I left out. Again, this was a short, quick conversation about credit cards, but really important. Yep. Great. I mean, one thing I'll just quick add on the end is I think if you understand your benefits, that's super important, your, your rewards program. So like mine, super simple, everything I buy 2% cash back and I can just, that accumulates and I can apply it as a credit back. So, I mean, you know, like we talked about knowing how your rewards work can really be a great, a great, uh, it can be a good thing to help you. So. Right. I mean, when you say 2% cash back, I like hear the commercials. I mean, it's yeah, so yeah. Amazing, like they're like 2% cash back, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that even mean? 2% cash back? Yeah. So if you go like, say, for example, you spend 10,000 a year, you're going to get $200 back and you can apply that as a statement credit. Right. So that's what I do with mine. So I automatically, every, every year you, what I use my for typically is a savings account for a trip. And when we get to that point, I'll take that cash and pay for a trip. Um, so, mm-hmm. okay. Well, this was so helpful, so informative. Um, and again, credit card, the number one word, I think we probably didn't say enough in this, but we need is being responsible, like just being responsible with your credit card, using it to help you, but not abusing it. Um, and yeah, totally agree. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again. Per usual, the information shared on this podcast reflects my views or opinions or those of my guests and is presented as a general information only without guaranteeing its completeness. Nothing in this episode is intended to be or shall be construed as a statement of fact or any legal, medical, or other professional advice. Any reference to a specific product or entity is not an endorsement or recommendation unless expressly stated otherwise. 